Johnny on the line. Can you hear me? Yeah, hiya. How you doing? How are you? I'm good, yeah. yeah so so t- tell me where you are. Uh, I'm in Philadelphia, uh, in Pennsylvania, USA. And what, um, are, you, what are you doing there? Because you're not from uh, there, are you? Oh, no, I'm from, um, from Salford. From Salford? Uh, so Salford yeah. to Pennsylvania is quite a long way. Oh, it's a long way, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's getting married that does it. <laughs> Such is life. So, so tell me about the new album. Um, the new album's called Roll Over, and, um, God, it's been, been about ten years in the making. Is um, that ten years since well, your last album, or just ten years to make this one? It's probably more to make this one, actually, because one, one or two of the songs are even older, actually, mm. when, I, when I add it up. But, and I guess, really, to be honest with you, it's ten years since my last proper album, with what I said. I've released a couple of, like, you know, little... I've released a demo album in, in between, and i released, like, a greatest hits as well. But, I mean, the, the, this, this is the first kind of fully-fledged, you know, fully-produced and mastered album mm-hmm. since Pride. Pride was, like, way back in 95, you know. Uh, but even then, there were songs on, 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 on this album which uh, go back to '92. For God's sake, I can't, can't believe it. But yeah, there, but there's a cool, one or two songs. And the reason that they weren't put on the album was they were written for something else. They were actually written for a stage play, and we had to like, kind of rewrite the words so because would, you wouldn't understand it. it and did the stage play happen? Yeah, did the stage play was um, a, a play by a, a, a black death performer called Ray Harrison Graham. I know him. I know him. Of work up and down the country, and he did, he did this play in some schools about a deaf child who runs away and joins the circus and gets uh, gets up with this deaf clown who doesn't like sign language and the, there's like a debate throughout the thing about uh, sign language and how important it is to deaf people and it was like a play for schools. Now about four four or five songs for the uh, for the um, for the play. Uh, and you know, and some of them are duets, which are now become you know um, um, just a solo. And one song just totally changed. The, the, the tune's the same, but the, the the words are totally changed. You know, so it's that kind of thing. So there's two songs there which were out from '92, which never got an album because at the time we hadn't rewrote them. And ex- yeah. explain to our listeners who won't know that much about disability art, what is the nature of the songs and the music? Well. Well, I guess what I'm talking about is disability arts, and I was doing a course yesterday, and I was explaining it there, and I think disability arts is about telling the story of disabled people in whatever medium you want to tell it in. And my, my, I choose music and and, and, it's, and it's disabled people telling it themselves. Yeah, it's, it's really about, you know, because... There's such an, like, a lack or there's an absence of disabled people in, in popular culture and popular media. You know, you don't hear many pop songs about disabled people. Mm. You don't see many films about disabled people. And if you do, they're often written by non-disabled people who don't quite understand what our lives and experiences are all about. Mm. And so Disability Arts is trying to tell that story in, mm-hmm. in one, one way, shape or form. Because I was going to say that you could call you two things. You're either a legend of the disability or a bit, or a bit of an old dog. I, you've been in it an awful long time. Is that true? I have actually. Um, well, I haven't been in it as long as some people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't there at the beginning, so um, I mean, uh, almost though, surely, almost. No, I, was, I came in the movement about 1988, and I mean, there was people like Vic Finkelstein and Ken Davis and people like that doing all the thinking stuff and Mike Oliver around 1975, you know, I mean, and the Vicks founded BCODP in 1981, and I kind of got in in 88, you know, 87, 88. 
Mm-hmm. And and I mean, it's twenty years. It's still a long time. It, it is twenty years. You know, but we're all getting older. Uh, who, who were your inspirations in the kind of disability art music scene? Um, I think the the, the 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 one big inspiration for me was Ian Stanton, the late great Ian Stanton. And tell us uh, a bit about Ian Stanton. You know, Ian came from Oldham, you know, you know, and he supported Oldham Athletic. Yes, uh, he's one of the people few, um, and he was just such a nice guy. He was a very good songwriter, and he, he, we, you know, we, we did a lot of shows together. I think we've done Wolverhampton, and we've certainly done Dudley Valley and, and places like that uh, with Ian and. Um, he was just a great songwriter, and he really, uh, yeah, he had, he had a way of being able to write funny songs about serious stuff, and I've not really ever been able to do that really properly. You know, I've never been able to put the humour into disability art, so my songs tend to be very serious, although my poetry is quite funny, uh, but I could never mix the two, and Ian found a way of doing that, and I really kind of admire that. And is that he still... That, very serious, straight song. Is that still true of your, your records, that they're much more passionate than humorous? Um, yeah, I think so. Or does I the mean, new album, does the new album uh, take you to a new level? Well, yeah, it's, I'm more comfortable with this album than I am with any of the other ones, actually. I feel, I really feel, uh, I, I mean, let me just say, I, I work with a guy called Andy Morgan. I was going to ask you about him in a minute. Tell, yeah, well, tell us about, sounds, tell us about Andy Morgan. Yeah, well, yeah because it's just that, you know, it's, it really is our album, it's not just my album, it's both our album, because, uh, all the songs on it, we like we've really co-written. He's had a, he's had a piece of every song really, mm-hmm. uh, in, in one way. He's either written the music or he's you know embellished my music or he's even doing some backing vocals now, which I'm very proud of. Um, and he he used to be our sound tech when me and Ian were, were touring, you know, in England. Yeah, he'd be on the PA system making sure the treble was right and all that. And um, uh, then we started playing together, and that's really how it started. That's why it's taken so long because we sort of wrote our first thing years ago when we were just you know hanging out, you know, probably touring somewhere, and we, we wrote a song and stuff. And it just sort of grew, and about two years ago, we just sort of realised we, we had enough songs to make an album, and, and we had enough, like, little rough mixes, so we started working on the rough mixes about two years ago, and which was pretty difficult, because he's in London and I'm in Philadelphia, so it was kind of like on visits and, you know, sending stuff down the internet and, you know, and saying, OK, I've done my bit, now you go and play that, and I've seen a couple of months. So it's been two years kind of getting it from the sort of rough mixes to now. So, yeah. Excellent. So uh, it's called Rollover, and I see in the notes it says that it's an excellent educational resource for 13 years and up, and for the right. teachers who can use the words of music to raise input. Explain how they can do that and, and what, what the message is you're trying to get it get across. Well, I mean, um, there's, there's, a, there's a whole range of messages in, in, in all the songs, um, but um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to, if I picked a simple one, which would, was there's a song called Liberty on it. Mm-hmm. And Liberty is about um, uh, um, an, uh, an independent living centre, yeah. which is in Philadelphia, and it's kind of really celebrating all independent living centres, which, which are centres where disabled people can go to get the support to live in the community, as opposed to living in an institution. Yeah. And if you, if you pick the words out of that, which, like, some people built a railroad to set people free, um, one of the stops along the way a place called Liberty, then you can compare the Underground Railroad of the Slavery Movement to the way in which disabled people get out of nursing homes. You could, and you could take that and make that a lesson in terms of, like, you know, Johnny's comparing this to the, the Underground Railroad um, and, and that, you know, um, independent living centres of station. You know, can you compare it to the Underground Railroad and, and what you see it as? And so when are you back performing in England? 
I don't know yet. I'm, I'm hoping I'm going to get on the Liberty Festival. That's uh, September in London, yes? Yeah, yeah, it's on September the 1st, but I'm not, I haven't been confirmed yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be at the Cambridge Folk Festival in the end of July. Excellent. And I'm hoping to do Dada Fest, but again, none of these people are confirmed. I'm actually, actually at the moment, really open for offers because... Everybody knows I'm living in Philly, so no one's booking me, you know, so it's a long way to come, but I'm actually interested in actually coming over and maybe doing a small tour. Mm-hmm. People out there who want to book me, uh, I can always say no, you know what I mean? That's, that's what I say, you know? I can always say, you know, but I mean, at least give me the shot and I'll think about it. So, it, it, it's, what, what, explain to me uh, the kind of cultural differences between Philadelphia and Salford as a disabled person. <laughs> well, yeah, and the cultural differences. Uh, oh well. Well, first of all, Salford. Well, let's let's talk about the positives of Salford. Salford's got universal health care. We we haven't got it here. I uh, I fell out of my wheelchair uh, on Christmas just before Christmas. I must have had a drink, I think, <laughs> and I banged my head and I passed out. So I got an ambulance like you would. Yeah. To get just to be on the safe side, and uh, I got a bill for like you know five hundred quid. Yeah, so I really? Bill for just going to be an ambulance in Salford, yeah. And that was that's with health insurance. That's the co-pay. And that's with health insurance. That's with health insurance, yeah. So you don't don't fall out of your wheelchair in Philadelphia. Um, what what else should I say? Um, I I love Salford. I've got I've got I've got a very very fond memory of Salford. Oh yeah, the, the folk clubs in Salford are mainly held in great pubs or were held in great pubs like the Star Inn and, mm-hmm. and places the Black Line in um, um, uh, just before Manchester. And uh, the folk clubs over here are held in coffee bars. A bit um, like uh, you mean like Starbucks and those kind of things. Yeah, I mean oh you know it's just a coffee house. There's no alcohol. I'm in churches. And that, that must be very difficult for someone from to Salford. It's very weird not to have a drink before you go on stage and be surrounded by people who are in AA. Nowhere <laughs> else to go, you know. Yeah, it's, it's, that is kind of weird. Even the Philadelphia Folk Festival, which gets like sixty thousand, is a dry festival. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine going to a music festival in England and there's no beer? It just wouldn't. It wouldn't happen in England. It's as simple as that. I just think it's because the music of the folk music grew up through the coffee house culture over here. That's mm. where it grew, That's where it come from. So, uh, yeah. Um, and what else? Uh, it's nice over here, though. It's warmer. We have nice weather now. We're, we, I've got I've got a little plastic swimming pool. It's that hot. It's like thirteen foot by four foot deep. And does it? You've got to go in it at night. At night, you've got to go in it because it's hot. You know, it's still you're in the nineties. It's pretty cold in the winter, though, isn't it? And it's, yeah, it's kind of what you call proper weather, you know. And we're obviously we're obviously English people because we're talking weather. The hours come up in the spring, and the the sun comes out in the summer. You know, it's kind of pretty predictable. You know? Philadelphia isn't that where Rocky's set? Is that Philadelphia? Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, that's Rocky. So it's basically a very kind of working class, blue collar. It's kind of you know town. Yeah, it's not got a lot of airs and glaciers like New York or places like that, you know. Mm, mm. So I kind of feel at home in that way because I, I come from that kind of working class background. Mm, mm. Yeah. And and you're disabled yourself, yes? Yeah, yeah. I, I use a wheelchair these days. Sometimes, sometimes I walk. I wear a leg brace or calipers to call them in England. So tell us where people can get hold of this out. I've just played the first track, which was a bad day, a bad, bad day in a bad yeah, town. Bad and yeah. First of all, tell us a bit about that track. What's the kind of ideas behind that oh, track? Well, some people might know from England, they used to be involved in an organisation called DAN. The Disability Action Network. Yeah, Direct Action Network. Direct. And we used to campaign to get lifts on the buses and yeah, to get the ramps on the bus. 
and we used to hold up uh, city centres like Birmingham and lots of times in London and all over the country and eventually like in about 1997 we kind of quit because they were only building accessible buses from then on so we kind of we, we kind of won that one and uh, they were mentioned last year when London became fully accessible every bus in London now is accessible and we used to go and do these actions what we call actions which is like demonstrations so but before we did the action we'd actually go into town and scout it out and just have a look at it you know and we'd perhaps go in the same hotel we were going to stay at. And then, you know, a, a few weeks later, like, you know, maybe a hundred of us would sort of, you know, descend on this hotel. And, and the whole town, the whole scene would just kind of be, be shaken up a bit. And uh, I wrote the song from a... I got the idea of the song from a, a film by Clint Eastwood called uh, High Plains Drifter. Did you ever see that? I did. I did. It was a very good film. Remember the, where the cowboy goes into town and uh, they don't know who he is and they find out the town's got a dirty little secret. Mm-hmm. And the dirty little secret is they hung the sheriff. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he goes and gets some water paint in the town red so it looks like hell, and then he rides out and everyone goes, who was that guy? Basically, that's the plot, yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, I just thought mm-hmm. every town that we went in has a dirty little secret around lack of access. You know, it has an inaccessible coffee shop or it's got an inaccessible shopping centre. And it's probably got some institutions just stuck away, you know? Mm-hmm. Just behind the trees is a, a bunch of disabled people locked away in an institution. So it kind of came out of that. So it's like, like this cowboy song. It's like this, you know, high plains drift. A guy comes to town and he, instead of having a gun, he has a cell phone, which he calls his troops on. And suddenly all, all the buses are blocked and, you know, people are chanting and the, the town's gone crazy. So it's really like about, it's, it's something around that kind of thing. It did feel sometimes like that, you know. And are Dan still going? I don't think they are still going, to be honest. I mean, I, I'm sure some people claim that they are, but I've not heard of a demonstration on anything consistent for, for years now. So how can people get hold of this album? Uh, they can, they can, the best way to do it is to email me. Uh, and the, my email address is uh, adaptdan, that's A-D-A-P-T-D-A-N at yahoo.com. Yahoo.com. Yeah, and if they forget that, if they go on eBay, mm-hmm. uh, they can just type in my name, Johnny Crescendo, and, it, and I'm selling it on eBay at the moment. So they can just, if they type in Johnny Crescendo in the search engine at eBay UK or eBay anywhere, um, you'll, uh, people should be able to get hold of it. So is your ultimate aim to retire to Salford? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was not, I, you know what? I, it's funny because, uh, you know, I started off in Manchester and Salford. I was living there like, for, well, like, you know, 29 years. Then I took a job in London. I thought, well, I'll take this job. You know, I can always go back home. And the closest I got was Chesterfield. <laughs> and I was back in London, and I was up to Birmingham, and then I'm out in bloody Philadelphia. So I've, I have been trying to get back to them. I, I do, I do like. I, I mean, I'm coming when I come over. I usually, you know, come over for a few days before. I'll be spending time up in Manchester. Uh, next time I'm up there, seeing old friends. And there's uh, some really good old friends who are musicians up there that I really would like to. Uh, uh, do a little reunion gig with some of the people I first started out with who were still going mm. and uh, it would be really nice to sort of uh, get together and do a gig with those guys that would yeah. be good well I'd just like to thank you but you can tell us before you go a bit about the track Wheelchair Waltz because once we've finished I'll play that track so tell us a bit about Wheelchair okay. Waltz well, Wheelchair Waltz is one, is one of those tracks that goes way back it was actually written for that show mm-hmm. and it's been called Why yeah uh, and it's because it, and it was called uh, sticks and stones will break your bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but and when we called it sticks and stones will break your bones, it was interesting because Ray came up. So I can't find that. It doesn't have. It doesn't mean anything to to deaf people. 
so I had to sort of kind of think, have a rain check about it. And yeah, right, you know, there were some things, some metaphors that deaf people just wouldn't get. Yeah, because they'd never heard them before. So I rewrote it again. So this is the third incarnation of it. And I wrote this one. And the words I wrote on this one are really around, um, God, being embarrassed to go on the dance floor when I was like um, 16. Mm hmm. And, you know, and getting over that, basically, just getting over that, because other people would dance and do the spooky dances, and I wouldn't do that. I don't mm. know, in the end, I was doing the sort of wild hippie stuff, you know, where you wave your arms in the air, and you try and look like you're doing ballet, and you fall over, or you do a, a little bit of a Joe Cocker or something like that, you know, mm. which you could easily do, you know. And you look like a total idiot. And you're a bit of a whiz on the harmonica on the track, I'm told. I like the harmonica on this track. I mean, I think it's my favourite harmonica track, because I'm playing it through a teacup. Through a teacup. I'm muting it. Yeah, is, if it, you listen to it, there's little, there's some bits which are just like you'll hear, just like what you, what you recognise a harmonica, but that little wobbly thing that's on the track, that's actually a harmonica being played very fast on a teacup live. I mean, it's not, no, we, we didn't do anything with it, we just played it, we, we just recorded it as it was, and it, we had to do it in several takes, because you can only do about 15 seconds of that before you're totally out of breath. Because you really are going, wobble. I can't really, I, mean, I can't show you, we're on radio, but I think if you hear it, you'll see what I mean. I mean, I, don't, I just, and it was funny because all we had was a coffee mug to do it with, and you kind of put the coffee mug over the, the front of the harmonica and then just shake your hand, like, you know, very, very fast and, and try and get your breath to sing, in sync with it. So it's quite a difficult thing to do. So I am quite pleased with the way it's turned out because I got the sound that I wanted out of that. And uh, it's, it's, I mean, all my songs have more than one meaning. I mean, I, I guess the other meaning is about disabled people who feel self-conscious about their disability mm -hmm. uh, coming into the movement as well. It's not exactly about... Everybody thinks, oh, you know, my wife thinks, oh, did you write that for me? I said, no, <laughs> so I wrote it in 92. Oh, who was your girlfriend then? Did you write it for her? No. I just wrote it as a kind of, you know, general song. I mean, none of, none of my love songs have ever been for any person. <laughs> <laughs> you're, obviously, you're obviously a romantic at heart. Well, I like to write the love song. I, th I think it, I think the love song is a good vehicle. I think this is a good song in that in that sense. It's about it, it's about bringing people into the movement, basically. You know, and, and, and in that you're kind of you're dancing with them. Then you know, right? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Excellent. Well, yeah, tell so tell tell us once more where we can get it, and then I'll play the track. And thanks for being on the okay. show. Okay, okay. Email me at adaptdan at yahoo dot com, or go to eBay. And just type in Johnny Crescendo. And uh, I hope you, all those people who are going to buy the album, ha, 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 uh, I've got loads of them left, uh, but um, it's a good album, and I, think, I hope you'll like it, and I hope you like the last song, and I'll see you all in England soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Oh, 
chains and love We'll dance for laughs We'll dance for show Come on, babe I wanna dance with you This tired body's getting old So you do the right And I'll do the low Lately Thank you to uh, Johnny Crescendo for coming on the show. Uh, I thought it was really good, and I hope you like the record, and I hope you buy it, because I think it's a very good album. I think it's one of Johnny's best, and as he said, it's not just Johnny, it's Andy Morgan as well. So hopefully you'll uh, all be rushing to eBay to buy that. <laughs> 